Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Good morning and welcome to Finding Certainty. Another beautiful Friday morning. I'm actually in Dallas myself for a, a big meeting t- later today, but I heard we had a monsoon come through Las Vegas. I missed out on it, right, Diana? Yes, it did. It was very beautiful, though. Beautiful rain. Last night. Started about 5.30. We, well, oh, we definitely need the water, don't we? We do. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm very pleased to introduce my guest today, Diana Rivera. She's a she's an accomplished musician, artist, producer, actor. I mean, the list goes on and on. <laughs> Diana, you uh, you've done a lot in your uh, I should say short life. You're not you're not that old, but you do have six children, so you've definitely accomplished some in- incredible things in your life. I'm really looking forward to visiting with you today and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. I am very excited for this. Well, I, we're excited to hear from you, hear your story, and talk about some really important topics today. So, yeah. you know, I always start out my show by sharing a couple of reasons why I've invited this specific guest to be on Finding Certainty. And in Diana's case, she brings some very important perspectives to the show. First and foremost, she is Hispanic. She's a she's a Latin artist. And so she has some unique perspectives as both an, an artist, a producer, an actor, and so forth. And also perspectives from the Hispanic community, which is you know who you are and, and it runs through your veins, your roots, your music. I mean, it's it's beautiful. And uh really looking forward to hearing some of your insights from um that side of uh, the uh, the perspective and that side of the story. So, secondly, though, Diana, despite or in in addition to being just a an accomplished artist and and a, uh, a highly respected musician, producer, and so forth, she also has a really big heart. And she and her her husband Ethan, who were developing a really neat friendship, I'm getting to know mm-hmm. both of them well. They are giving back in a number of different ways, uh, both helping uh, aspiring artists move up in the Latin uh, music industry and and giving back in their communities. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that is close to both of our hearts, uh, and that is the anti-trafficking efforts out there being spearheaded by organizations like Operation Underground Railroad and A2 and Polaris and others. So... Again, Diana, thanks for being here this morning. Looking forward to our Thank our you. chat. <laughs> so, why don't we start out by you telling a little bit of your story as an artist? How did you get into music? I know you've been singing since you were about three years old and performing for family and friends. And I think very quickly people realized you had both a passion for the art and a talent for it. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about who is Diana Rivera and how did you get to to where you are today well though um when i started at a very young age i i had this passion uh, i think i started when i was two and a half three years old my dad says that 
at a very young age, I started to grab, uh, you know, the bottles of ketchup and singing all over the house and looking <laughs> up to my favorite actors. Um, there was this uh, very famous singer back in the day, Pedro Infante, which was mm-hmm. big in, in ranchero music. And um, I was very excited every time he was on the news or all movies. And uh, it was a big inspiration for me. And uh, uh, my dad uh, is very artistic too. And of course, our culture, you know, we, we have a lot of music, a lot of dance. And um, I got into uh, folklore, which uh, you have to represent every state in, in, in your country. So I was able to to dance for 15 years in the folklore area. And I loved it. And that brought me to uh, musicals and then acting. And um, it was a hobby. My dad didn't let me think of this career as, you know, as a job. He said I needed to have a career. <laughs> They're <laughs> teachers, so, and, and our family is, you know, full of lawyers and doctors. So it was like, this is not a career, it's just, mm-hmm. A little hobby so i i still loved it i i was very excited and i stopped when i was in high school and i said you know what i think i do want to do something else i want to be a mother i want to have a family i always have this um passion for babies to 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 take care of them to nurture them to be mm-hmm. you know to hold them to uh, I went through a lot of things when I was young and and uh that made me be more you know inspired and and wanted to take care of little kids you know so yeah that's a little bit of my story <laughs> it's well, long so. <laughs> there's lots more to it i'm sure but you you know you do i talk about diana's heart you know whether it's being a mother to you know, combined between you and your husband you have six children between the two of you and and helping these artists come up and through the ranks i mean it's you're kind of mothering them, right? You're like the mother hand with them under your wings yeah. and trying to guide and direct them and help them achieve their potential. You know, whether it's as parents or as mentors, as business owners, it seems like we're always trying to raise up the next generation, help protect them and help them achieve their potential, right? Yes. I mean, I have, I have five children. I understand I married a widow with three children four three and one when we got married and we have two boys together and uh, now they're 25 to 17 so they're not babies anymore but <laughs> <laughs> they grow up fast but um, you talked about ranchero music for those listeners who don't understand that do you mind explaining what ranchero is because i think the you know understanding the the fabric of your music and you talk about representing each of your states there's so much pride and and there's just layers in the tapestry of hispanic music latin and latin music and your not just your industry but your culture i absolutely love it i'm i'm uh i i lived in italy for several years i learned italian then i started studying spanish i've been to mexico many times i've been and i just am drawn to the latin american culture and music there's so much life in it and you are a great example of that so do you mind just defining what you mean by ranchero well ranchero music is um i think the most traditional uh, music in the mexican um culture uh-huh. uh, this music uh goes back to 400 years ago when um the slaves the, the native people 
uh, we're trying to find ways to 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 create, you know, to to find happiness and joy through going through all this, like you know, the saddlers were taking over raping kids. Uh, I don't know if I can say that word, uh, raping people, uh, taking their uh, their culture away. So right. for them, they have to figure out a way to to keep it together. And um, it's it's a beautiful story. I wish we had more time to go through that, but. Um, this is a, um, a way for them to, to create some, uh, happiness, right? And then, uh, the slaves were only allowed to, uh, to use this charro. You, I think everybody knows what a charro hat is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, actually the charro word was for only the, the slaves. So this guy gets very, um, uh, very proud of wearing this hat and then, he goes finds his friends that are trying to do some music and he brings together uh, the trumpets and he brings together the guitars and then they just create this beautiful music together. And uh, through generations and centuries, uh, ranchero music became um, the signature for Mexicans, the signature for, for our culture. So it's a beautiful yeah. story. I I agree. I mean, every story has layers right there's tragedies there's successes and triumphs and and i think that music creates an identity for communities you talk about signature i think that's a great word but i think of an identity i think of a it's the heart the heartbeat of the community right i think of uh you know r&b with african-american or or hip-hop and you know even the old black um you know the uh, uh, spirituals, right? Where they have their they had their music that they sang, even when there was they were in slavery. They mm-hmm. that that drew the community together, gave them an identity, a signature, a heartbeat, a and a, a way to express both their their joys and their pains, right? And you 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 made a point. I want to touch on, if I may. You talked about how you've been dancing for fifteen years. You. And anyone who watches Diana's videos, you know, she's moving with the music. She's not just standing there singing. I mean, you are a true entertainer because you you just have this innate ability to to go with the music and the rhythm and draw the audience in. I think that's why uh, when you were performing full time, I know you're retired uh, now, largely as a a performer, (laughs) but I think... that's why you had so many fans and so many just diehard fans that would come to your concerts and just really enjoy them because you are a true entertainer. And I think that's one of the reasons you're able to mentor these younger artists so well, because you, you know, you've been there, done that one, but you, you really understand it. Is that a, is that a fair statement? I mean, yeah, I, uh, like I said, uh, coming from uh, two teachers, my parents, both of them were teachers and they also mm-hmm. had this for helping and you know like you mm-hmm. said uh, parenting kids you know not just their own kids but parenting all these children and I I always look up to them both of them my dad and my mom both of them very artistic in all kinds of different ways I think I'm I don't know if I have enough to describe how much they also have um, but they were and still to this day my mom uh, passed away 20 years ago so oh, she's wow. yeah a very big influence in my life and um, the the folklore part and then the music and it's just um, you know it's 
it, it puts all these things together because it, it comes with art is is emotion, is heart, is your spirit, your soul, and right. uh, like you mentioned before, um, going through these hard times, I think when people has hope, we bring and raise up these emotions of love and hope and thinking about the future. So bringing music together and 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 uh, art together. Um, makes us feel better about who we are as human beings and then it changes the history too through history you know rmb it's a beautiful way to also represent you know all the suffering from slavery and so i think mm -hmm. every culture has a way to express through art and i love um having the art side and the 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 parenting side you know like helping artists to come up to the light and and then uh cheer them up too sometimes uh for some communities it's way harder to you know to get opportunities uh we call the the gatekeeping <laughs> and then it, it gets difficult to to have uh opportunities or to get to to places and um it's it, it always touches my heart. So it, I I try my best. I I've been doing it for uh, probably ten years already, um, and it always when we're done and we, and it's over, I feel like a little piece of my soul got a little bigger. So it's like I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get it bigger and bigger. <laughs> right. It reminds me of that old uh, Christmas movie that uh, when the Grinch stole Christmas, right and. <laughs> his heart gets bigger. And it, I think many parents, you know, talking about being a mother, we wonder if we're going to have our second child, can we love them as much as the first one? Are we going to have to divide our love between them? And that's not how it works. You double your love or even triple it, right? And and yeah. I think the same thing goes with mentoring and coaching and being a teacher. You just, if you truly approach it as you want to serve and love and support these kids, you know, you just you just can't get enough of it. I mean, it becomes addictive. I think to yes. to give back in that way. And you and Ethan are such great examples of that. I know you're a power team, and <laughs> you know, you, you, it's it's not one one or the other. It's it's the uh, it's the Diana Ethan uh, one two punch. I guess is a good way yeah. to say it, right? We're totally. I I we had uh, so many people. Uh, we've been doing everything together. Our business. Uh, we mm -hmm. work out together. We're pretty much, I, I don't think you can see Ethan by himself and ask where Diana, you know, and then same with Diana. Where is Ethan? Uh, is we yeah. are um, people call us power couple and <laughs> different. <laughs> um, and uh, we complement each other. Like, I mean, we're a whole. That's what we always talk about. Like, we're two different people, but, and we're whole, but we make it bigger. Yeah. And, that's uh i to be honest patrick i i wish people find that like finding that person that that helps you grow that mm -hmm. helps you better that helps you to, to become a better human being you know most of the times we have uh i hear from friends and they're like oh yeah i'm i'm trying to look for a break because i need a break from my my wife or my husband and like it must be hard it must be hard like i think finding the right person and and the, the one that helps you to 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 be better and to complement yourself in, in a way um, and growing, it's difficult. So we do enjoy our time together and we always trying to mm -hmm. find ways to help people in a lot of different ways. We, we have our children like 
you know, following our steps. So we are trying, we're not perfect. We are not perfect at all, but we do try. We do try to show them uh, the the meaning of a good heart, of uh, humanity, of hope, of love for each other. And it's a hard, hard work, a lot of work because <laughs> you have to yes, work it on is. more than anything. <laughs> you do, you know, and it is a work in progress. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone's perfect. You guys are a great example of people who are certainly trying and making that effort. And, you know, from the very minute I first met you two, I was impressed by the fact that you are, um, you're different in ways, but you complement each other and you're complementary to each other. And, and, you know, to your point, I don't think it's a question of finding the right person. I mean, sure, we want to find that that. You know who's our somebody? Right? Who's our person? Mm-hmm. But, but I think it's more an effort and a question of of putting in the time and the effort and the sacrifice and the hours and hours and days and years to become that couple. Right? Most people give up. They they're selfish or they're self centered mm-hmm. or focused or lazy or you know I want to find I want to break from my husband. Well, how, or my wife, you know, how about go on a date and, and or serve yeah, them or, find a way, or right? <laughs> spend some time, spend some time together and make that, make it a relationship that you want yeah. to be a part exactly. of more. So many of us are waiting for someone else to fix it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. if we all just focused on how can I best serve this person, put them first. Exactly. If if we were both doing that, right, amazing things, extraordinary things happen. I see that in you too. So you guys are a great example of that. But we'll try. Um, yeah, we're, so we're coming up on our first break. I told you this is going to go by really fast, but um, we're visiting with Diana Rivera. She is a musician, an artist, an actress, an actor, um, a producer, a mentor, a philanthropist. I mean, the mother, the list goes on, right? Um but we're visiting with Diana, and we're going to talk about a topic, as I said, that hits really close to home. I'm talking about being a philanthropist and giving back. I know this area of child slavery and child trafficking, whether it's as a mother or just as a person, it's something we need to talk about. And so as soon as we come back from the break, we're going to get into what's happening out there and what we can do to help. It's a critical issue, so don't go away. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. 
That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We are visiting with Deanna Rivera. As you've heard, if you've been with us, she's an artist, a musician, a producer. She and her husband, Ethan, are actually producing a full-length motion picture as we speak. Yes. Uh, do, do you have a title for the film yet, Diana? Or are you still working um, on that? So we have we have the title. Uh, we do not, you know, we have to go through. Um, we haven't announced it yet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't announced it yet because we have to go through, you know, production is difficult. And then we have to mm-hmm. get up for everything. So we have some things in mind. But um, yeah, we we're not allowed to share yet. But it's gonna Understood. be gonna be amazing. It's we, we're very excited. Well, you know, production, film, all of it has a it, it has the ability to send a message in a very big way. And you know, you and I met because of our connection through a friend of ours. I'll give a shout mm-hmm. out to Robert Reynolds That's out me. there and. John Gruitt, who introduced yeah. us, and uh, Robert was impressed with your comments and your thoughts and your feelings regarding the film Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the movie that came out on 4th of July that tells the story of Tim Ballard, uh, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. And I know you were already passionate about child traffic you know anti anti sex trafficking and child slavery and and yeah. and trying to uh, help raise awareness and so forth but but this film was just one more catalyst and it's a big one it's one of the top uh, grossing films of the summer it's going international now i mean i'm so thrilled to see that happening because it's really helped give the the cause and the movement a a big a big loudspeaker yeah I, I know when you shared your video, you you did a couple of things that were unique and I think are worth mentioning, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot. No problem. Um, first, you did a um, you did a a video for both the English and the Hispanic markets, right? Mm-hmm. And you did it. My hotel phone is ringing. In the background here it's hard doing <laughs> it's hard doing a call when you're on the road oh yeah i've been yeah i've been there <laughs> first they knocked on my door and now they're calling but <laughs> <laughs> but you did a couple things you your husband said you've got to do the film movie or the video right now right yeah. because he says your audience needs to hear the emotion they need exactly. to see it and you did it in english and you did it in spanish you got thousands and thousands of views and thousands of likes and 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 it says something but you did two things that i think are important number one you you were vulnerable and open you weren't 
private about it. You weren't, you weren't, um, you didn't try to be all professional and, and, you know, and edit it. And so before you load it, you just put it out there. (laughs) It was raw unedited and real, right? Yeah. And that's a very important, I think it's a very important point because this topic is raw and it's real and it's, it's a dark subject. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. They want to ignore it and pretend like it's not happening. I mean, our children are actually being kidnapped and, there's, you know, child rape videos being posted by the millions. And, you know, we just want to pretend like it's not there and it'll maybe go away, right? Well, that's not going to happen. Another thing that you did, though, is you did it in English and Spanish. It's one of the reasons you're on this show today and why we are, you know, we, why we talk all the time now, because I think the crossover is so important. I think we need to understand that this topic touches all of us it's not a hispanic issue or a caucasian issue or a black or white or it, it is a universal problem yeah. and we all need to start talking about it so um any thoughts on that topic diana oh well this is a very sensitive topic of course for me as a mother as mm-hmm. a um uh I would say survivor of the same problem. Um, I was in ever traffic, but I went through a lot of things. And then I know that uh, the statistics show that mostly women and young kids are very uh, sensitive to this. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, it, it touches my heart in, in a lot of ways. And um, like bringing awareness and, and, and talking to people about this matter is difficult. It is very difficult. People... Not because they don't want to care about it. It's also because people are very afraid to feel um, vulnerable. And mm-hmm. they comfort their comfort is, is wonderful, you know? So thinking about these problems, trying to find ways to help will take that comfort away. And you you're going to have to go out of your way to, to, to help. And, and, you know, I think it's more like, they're afraid to 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 be heartbreaking and they're afraid to understand why still like I, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like no no it's actually that was back in the day like no it actually got worse in the last 10 years especially five years from uh from not from now it's, it's been it's been crazy it, it I think it went up to five thousand percent or more than that right. so that means that we, you know, uh, blinding ourselves is not helping. It's actually getting bad. And uh, it's every, as we speak right now, Patrick, is two children every minute being trafficked. And that doesn't shake your heart or make you like, like I get goosebumps every time I, I get it. I, I don't want to talk about it because it makes me cry or it makes me feel sad and then angry and then uh, confused. And, but um, it's happening while you're having lunch while you're having, or your work or uh, taking your children to the park. And, you know, I go to the park and then I see uh, by the grass watching my child. And then I see kids running around by themselves and parents are, you know, all the way to the corner, they're not even paying attention. And it, it, it gets my mind going, like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. so um, um, when when I 
decided to make the video uh my husband he's man i don't know how to explain what he does with me and um i think both of both of us we do this to each other but he's my biggest fan he always says that uh, he's my biggest fan and he's always wants to share uh a little bit of he sees uh you know uh, and the closed doors he's like i want people to see who you really are because they might know you that you, you're a good person but they haven't seen the full version of you like this heart mm -hmm. of yours that you know um so he he pushed me and he's like you gotta do it right now and i was like but i'm crying <laughs> <laughs> i'm crying i i you know i have i have to edit it it's like don't edit anything just post it and and just you know let it go it's gonna go viral i promise you it's like i don't care about going viral but i was already posting videos a month ago before the movie came up mm -hmm. because as a latina and mexican uh the the director is mexican the producer is mexican and uh they have a very uh, uh the producer uh eduardo verastegui um I, I was a big fan of him uh a long time ago he started his career 20 20 years ago 25 years ago as an actor so for me having someone from my country uh bringing this matter and then putting all these things together and knowing all the things they had to go through you know he had to quit uh the this company that he used to work in mexico which is a lot of human trafficking and child you know uh, trafficking involved too so he he left this place and then he started to do this uh, uh movie and putting all these things together so i was very proud of it like i know there was a lot mm -hmm. of people like well he's you know he's this he's, he's done that but now he's doing better he's he's trying to be a better person and he's showing this you know he's he's doing it so i was sharing videos about this upcoming movie uh sound of freedom like a month before and I did have uh, uh, people being, you know, proud of their culture and be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's Mexicans, we're, we're killing it, you know. <laughs> and it's not about the culture. It's not about race. It's not about, but I was, you know, excited that a Mexican producer finally decided to come up with this and be like, you know, right. you don't see that. There's a lot of movies already. There's a lot of uh, documentaries, but not as big as this movie no. happened to be. <laughs> This one has been um, such a great success. And I think it's a couple of reasons. Number one, it's really well done. I mean, if you haven't seen the film, you need to go see it. Take your kids, take your significant oh, yes. other, tell your friends. It's still in theaters, but it's it's not going to be there forever. It's been out since July 4th already. It's, it's almost a month and a half, which is something, or almost two months now. Um mm -hmm. Yeah. which is something about how good it is. Most movies do not stay in the theater more than maybe a week or two. And, um, and so that's the first thing is it is really well done and it's not graphic. It's not, you know, it's something you could take your kids to and then talk about after. Um, but I think secondly, the message is really important that we understand that this is happening all around us. Now, what's, what's, embarrassing and, and shameful is that the biggest producers of child pornography and the biggest perpetrators of of uh, child trafficking and child child rape are from the united states they're they're american right and and where kids may be being trafficked all over the world the biggest appetite for that and it's 
it's horrific to think about, but is from America. And so if we didn't have that appetite, if we could control and stem the, the growing tide of pornography and, and uh, prostitution and other things that lead to these problems, I think we'd be doing a, a, an enormous service to our country, to our children, and so forth. But I know you have some interesting perspectives. I think they're really important to mention about how the Hispanic community and culture is a beautiful thing. And sometimes it gets blamed or it gets cast in a light that, well, this is where this is coming from. There may be kids being trafficked. There may be uh, challenges. But there is so much beauty and vibrancy and depth in the Hispanic culture. Mm -hmm. The music is just one element of that. I mean, the food, the people, the energy, the, mm -hmm. the art, you know. Um, and so I think it's really important we understand one where this this problem has come from. It is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. It's past the arms trade. It will pass the drug trade eventually. I mean, you can sell a bag of cocaine once. You can sell a child multiple times a day. And it is, it is devastating to even think about. Um, I love your husband because he's very passionate about this topic. And he and I have had some great conversations, you and he and I. And, and he says, look, if we don't speak up, who will? Right? If we stay silent, we are perpetuating this problem as much as we are, it, even as though we were a choice. We were the pornographer ourselves. We were the perpetrator ourselves. If we don't pick a side, you know, and put our feet firmly on the side of anti trafficking, anti slavery, anti child rape videos, if we don't do that, are we any better off than the people that are actually? perpetrating these these crimes um i think he's absolutely right you know and when we criticize those who are making effort we might disagree with their their approach we might think that well he's 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 trying to be a white savior or they're trying to to uh you know sensationalize it or this movie isn't exactly how it is <laughs> you know we are doing damage to an effort that we should be completely and 100% in support of and not nitpick the different approaches and styles and so forth. I mean, I think it's really important, anyone who's listening to this, that you understand that point. Which side are you on and do you support it? Are you going to try to make it more difficult? Do you have any thoughts on that, my friend? Oh, Patrick. Um, I, I do, I do believe that, like I said, um, um, the ignorance of people uh, keeps them asleep, mm -hmm. and um, and and that and that topic of the Latinos, I I had a lot of Latinos um, going through my page and 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 talking back to me and being disrespectful about me supporting white uh, QAnon uh, people and. Uh, why I'm on the white people side if that they're making Latinos look like the bad guys and so I am very open about you know hearing different sides and something that I try to educate people about especially my culture U.S. it is the number one producer of child pornography and the number one consumer of child trafficking mm -hmm. we have a problem in Latin America 
which is the um, the tourism, sexual tourism down there. We have um, a lot of people that don't understand how this human trafficking works, so they don't pay attention to that. So there is a demand here, but there is the trafficking there. So there's no good and bad guys. Who is doing what? So you as Latino trying to minimize what we're doing, looking up to the race, you have a big problem. You know, like it's not Mm -hmm. about color. It's not about religion. It's not about your political background. It's not about any of those ideals because they're only ideals, Patrick. We're human. We're people. So if you're thinking about your culture more than saving children, you have a problem. If you're Mm -hmm. thinking about your political party before children, you have a problem. And most people are fighting about this silly things that have and they make no sense to me like so you guys are looking to the at the wrong things you're not looking at the problem actually there's always something that has nothing to do and make no sense when you're trying to take away the 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 hard work because it was hard for five years they had this movie being helped by all this you know erupted corporates because they knew if it comes up there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to run to, a lot of problems, right? Because people are going to wake up, as has been. I, I I meet people every day. Like at work, I, uh, at this place that I work, I, I met thousands and thousands of people a week. And they're all over the place, people from, from Europe, people from uh, uh, the States. Like there's a lot of tourists that I meet. They all know about this movie. And they're all very really? passionate about it. So there's a very few people that are trying to make it look like it's a bad thing. You know, it's a white savior movie. It's this and that. It's like, you guys don't know the story behind it. They don't understand how the production works. They don't understand how, you know, uh, sharing your story with the production company works either. So it's not that they're making the millions, you know, like, oh, you are. It's not people think, oh, they're now millionaires. They don't need your help. No, you don't understand how this works. This money doesn't go to them. It goes to the investors. It goes to the the, the patrons that, that put money to make this movie to make money back and it could be anyone it's not you know right. only saviors it's all kinds of people that want it and see money so they they see a, a way to make more money so they put the money That's there right. they had this guy um he was one of the investors he he i think he donated a hundred dollars and they make it a big deal on the news he's one of the investors of sound of freedom and i went and did a video again i was like you guys have no idea what you're talking about the ignorance yeah, yeah. Uh, uh what do you have in your brain like what are you doing like you're not thinking about children now (laughs) you're absolutely right we've got to take another break here um but i want to come back and hit on a couple of points you made and um the time is passing fast so don't go away everybody we will be right back Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. 
That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're visiting with Deanna Rivera, and we're talking about a, a topic that's very dear to her heart. It's a, it's a really important subject for us and my team here is finding certainty and certainty management, and that is uh, anti-sex trafficking, especially of children. We're visiting over the break. If you're watching the YouTube video version, you can hear a little bit of our conversation with uh, a caller from Arizona named Amelia. She was sharing with us some insights into uh, her experience. Uh, She was homeless for a while. She saw things happening with the border where Literally, the government was grooming kids, taking children away in the middle of the night, and so forth and so on. And so, um, I think it's, I think Amelia, um, just because we're short on time here, we should probably talk about having you on the show and do a whole show that goes into detail. Do you want to just take thirty seconds and and uh, introduce yourself and share your thoughts? But we need to go fast because we're short on time. Um, my name is Amelia. I am from Arizona. Well, I was born and raised and grown up in Michigan, but I reside in Arizona currently. And I've always been a huge activist and youth-oriented my whole life. And I have always known that this is an issue because I've been privy of experiences of seeing things firsthand. And um, I'm just the type of person, like, you know, I liked what you were saying, like, if we don't speak out, we are just as bad as them. And one of my favorite quotes is, if like, you stay neutral in situations of injustice, you've chosen the side of the oppressor. And I don't want secondhand knowledge. I want to take action. So, yes, I've actually went to the border and been in situations where my experience in the art of storytelling is the truth that they're scared of. I completely agree. Let, you know, let's uh, connect after the show. I'd like to talk to you more because I think we could do a whole episode on some of your experiences. Uh, thank you for calling in. Um, it is an absolutely critical topic that we all need to be talking about. We all need to realize that this isn't just happening in foreign countries. It's not just a Hispanic or a Mexican or South American uh, problem. It's not an American problem. It is a worldwide problem. 
and it hits close to home. I know, Diana, you said that it, this hits very close to home. You haven't been actually trafficked yourself, but you've seen experiences, had experiences where uh, this is very um, personal to you. Uh, I don't know if you want to share anything more about that, um, what you mean by that. I know we've talked a little bit, and and it's a very it's a very um, sensitive subject. But anything you wanted to tell about your story that helps shed some light on what you're referring to? Um, well, it's a very uh, difficult topic for me to speak. Sometimes I I, I have healed in in a way, uh, but it's still you know difficult to to speak about this. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that um, um, pornography is a big problem for us as a society, and then it it, it has it, it's so normal now, and it's, uh, it's 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 okay now. It's everybody talks about it like it's just it's accepted, it's yeah, accepted and, and everybody's okay with it. So, I I was exposed to these things uh, a very young age, a very young age uh, by uh, family, by mm-hmm. my cousin when I was young and. Um, he he tried to 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 touch me a couple of times. I was very young, very little. I was probably like seven or eight. Imagine that. Um, I know, I, I I and I knew back then that it was wrong. It was wrong, and and uh, I came up to my parents and well, my mother, and uh, she was very involved into church. And then same thing with my 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 grandma, the side my, that side of the family. And it was wrong. It was wrong to speak up. It was wrong to 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 say something, you know. And then we went through. Uh, my my grandma uh, husband, we used to call him a grandpa, and uh, it did the same thing to to me. I seen my my friends too, my little friends. They went through a lot of things a couple times. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister got to be more careful who we talked to, and we start to protect each other in a way. Uh, there was two times, two times uh, as we were walking back uh, home from school. There is uh, a car approaching us, asking for directions. And then my parents didn't tell me, hey, don't talk to strangers. Back then was like, nobody was talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we always get there to help. So we have to help this guy that is asking for directions. We get close to the car and then he, 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 he hey, well, you guys have an idea. I'm looking for this address. So we get close to the car. The guy had his pants off. And he tried to pull my hand and, you know, like, wow, it was when, you know, you have that angel, you know, protecting you. Mm-hmm. My sister came and, and, and grabbed me. I, I, I tried to, you know, like kick him and we, we got off that. We got, got so mad. yeah, we got so mad and uh, we, we grabbed rocks and it was the neighbors came <laughs> And they hear us because we were screaming at him and throwing rocks at the car. And it was like <laughs> one of those things, you know, as a little kid, like we, in a way, we got saved because who knows who, what this guy wanted to do with me or my yeah. sister. Yeah. She went through the same thing. We did. We went through this two times by ourselves. No parents around. These people mm. target kids with no supervision. They do. And, you know, you bring out a couple of important points. Um Sometimes it happens from a stranger, but more often the grooming, the pornography, the, uh, the abuse, it happens from someone we know, right? It can be a family member. 
it can be a a neighbor or somebody, a teacher even, or a coach or something. And so it's such a pervasive problem. And I think one of the most important things is that we first identify that it is a problem, realize that it is a slippery slope. You know, it's, you know, we've all been introduced to pornography. I think if you say you haven't, you're lying or you're lying homeschooled living in Alaska or somewhere. Right. And you never see people, but most it's so prevalent today. It's so easy to find pornography. We used to have to go to a circle K and get a mag and get someone to give us a magazine from behind the counter. Not today. You can pull it up on your phone. And Matt Osborne and I last week in our show, he's the chief operating officer for operation underground railroad. We talked a little bit about how that first introduction to, to pornography is the beginning of this problem when we and we need to uh, tackle it and talk about it and address it on both ends trying to help protect traffic children but help stem the tide of pornography in the world today it is not okay everybody argues expression freedom of expression and so forth and so on but the problem is it's like a drug you can't get enough and then you want more and you want heavier drugs. And that's where people get into more and more, you know, graphic uh, pornography, mm-hmm. violence, you know, teens and then children. And then pretty soon you're traveling to some foreign country for on a sex excursion, right? It, it doesn't, you don't get to that point if you don't start on the other end. Sorry, it's a, hot, it's a soapbox for me, but... Talk to- you know, the, the problem uh, I find um, as a mother, I um, speaking about children and, and how we think our kids don't watch this stuff because we're I'm always watching after them. Mm-hmm. But then you find out that at school, at a very young age, they're already giving the children all this education that it shouldn't mean at school. This is this is start this starts at home. You as a parent have the the right and the obligation to do this, right? Schools to educate your kids about matters uh, that are gonna help them and and you know the outside world, but you mm-hmm. as a parent not worrying or taking care of these things. Uh, we as women we're educating men. This is a, a the majority of people that do uh, child trafficking and, and and child pornography are men. Like like mm-hmm. or not, women are involved, but it's not the same. Um, Right. Uh, the statistics don't show the same levels, right? So sure. what are we doing as mothers with our sons? What are we teaching them? What are we talking to them about mm-hmm. you know, pornography? And it's a big problem. Like you said, it's a drug. They start with a little bit. You see it on TV shows. You see it on movies. Uh, even PG-13, PG, there's some kind of soft porn, we call it. That's soft because mm-hmm. they, they show... We, we we already have, you know, we're, we're smart. We don't have to see the scenes to understand what's going to happen. But right. they still show you. Why? Because it gets you a little bit of this dopamine. And then the child is going to get interested on this because it's going to feel like, wait, what is that? They're going to go look in their phones. All kids have phones with internet now. And your mm-hmm. parents are working. So Google it and there's completely free. You don't have to sign up for anything. There is pictures, there's uh, GIFs, the GIFs thingies, and, and there's videos. 
So you don't need to sign up. You don't need to be over 18 anymore. You don't need none of that. So they're exposed. I know. Completely. They are. It's so exposed. Uh, sorry, Patrick. Uh, I, I had to share with you this before uh, we run out of time. Last night, I was tagged on this video. Uh, one of my friends sent me this video. There is, I, I think it's Holland or Poland. Um, they have children, kindergarten ch children, opening mis uh, mystery boxes with adult toys. These babies have their face, they have a mask, and they have no idea what these things are. And they put it on their hair, and they're, they're making it so normal. And it's ridiculous. It's your head yeah. goes and spins, and, and what are you doing? What are we doing to our children? What is wrong with us? I completely agree. Unfortunately, yeah. we are at the end of our show, Diana. We could talk about this for hours, I know. Yeah, we can go um, on. I do want to put, put a quick plug. We're we're doing a concert here in Las Vegas coming up on November 11th, yes. Veterans Day. It's going to be focused on freedom, a freedom extravaganza with a number of different artists involved. Diana and Ethan are helping us out. We'll keep uh, giving you uh, shout-outs for it in the weeks to come. We're having a special guest next week, Jessica Mass, who's over Operation Underground Railroad's aftercare service worldwide. This is an important topic. We're going to continue talking about it over the next two or three weeks. And um, Diana, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you being here. I wish we could go longer. Unfortunately, I we're up we against. I think we can go hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's so important, and your voice is appreciated. And we will continue the conversation because uh, it's it's important. So, thanks for being on Finding Certainty. Let's help create more certainty for our children. And let's, let's start helping all of us with awareness, with funding, with uh, protecting our kids, watching out even for the other kids on the playground if we have to because their parents oh, yeah. are across the way. Mm -hmm. but thank, thanks for being on the call, Diana. I, re thank I really you, appreciate Patrick. it. Thank you for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. And like always, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very blessed to have you as a friend. Uh, I feel the same. Es lo mismo. <laughs> okay, thanks. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.